Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1644. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. I'm revved up and very excited to share with you today a very funny guy who's calling in from Atkinson, Joe Yanetti. Hey, Joe, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Oh, man. The last time someone said that to me, I married a psychopath and it cost me a fortune. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? I promise this will not cost you as much and it'll be a lot more fun. So uh, although psychopaths can sometimes be fun, but. Oh, I'm not saying it wasn't fun. OK, OK. There we go. Well, that could be part of the story. Might not have been worth how much I paid. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The exit clause is always very expensive. Well, I want to start by asking you this, Joe. What's oh, you've already shared one? What's one? <laughs> what's one funny or uh, useful little thing that most people maybe don't know about you? Fun or useful thing? Yeah, uh, that people don't know. See, this is the thing. I'm 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 a stand-up comedian. So. You, you bear it all. Yeah, and I do. And and there are very few things that people don't know about me. But I guess one 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 thing that I'm actually probably a really good thing that most people don't know me about me is I'm uh, I'm about as close to being a Buddhist as I can get. Really, <laughs> you know, you know yeah, this is fascinating. Yeah, my yeah. my father went down that path later in life, and I know why he did it. Why Buddhism? What is it that intrigues you so much about it? It's all inclusive, mm. you know. There's yeah, and it's not a, a religion. It's just a philosophy. And it, it, the the basic part of it that I love is that if you do anything to hurt anything, you hurt yourself. That's a marvelous way to go through life. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's part of practicing anything, whether it's religion, yeah. medicine or racing or whatever. It's practicing. Yeah. So you have to keep, you know, it's seat time for you, Joe. You just have to keep practicing being kind and not hurting anything, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I try. I, 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 I succeed in a lot of places I didn't think I could and fail in a lot of places I thought would be easy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, life's interesting, isn't it? It throws us a lot of curves. Well, I love that. You know, my father really got into that and, and he explained a lot of the ideas behind it. And I agree with pretty much everything he told me. I think it was a fantastic way to live your life and uh, being kind to others as you would have them yes. be to you. That's the simple golden rule that we all learned back in the old days in church, I guess, is what I learned. Yeah. So kind of simple. And there's a couple of uh, my favorite Buddhists, like a, a joke mm -hmm. about a, a guy, a Buddhist who goes to a hot dog stand and says, make me one with everything. And then he pays and the guy doesn't give him his change back. And he says, where my change? And the guy says, well, change must come from within. Ooh, bada boom, <laughs> bada bing. You know, I'm going to have to remember that one. Yeah, I, yeah. It's, uh, I lost my father about three and a half years ago, sadly, but uh, he has oh, some good sorry, friends. Man. Well, I appreciate that. He was a great guy. And I've got some of his friends that I've still stayed in contact with. And I'll have to share that with them because they have followed the Buddhist way. So, Oh, really? Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. We're going to dive into some questions here on Cars. Yeah. Enthusiast Joe Yanetti is an award-winning writer, 
comedian, motivational speaker, and a cancer survivor. And of those, he says surviving comedy was the hardest. Interesting. His funny point of view was forged from within the world's greatest comedy scene in Boston, Massachusetts, where he got his start. He's performed on stages all over the world and in TV and film. But when he took two years off to stay home for the birth of his daughter, he took a job selling cars. And that experience became the basis for his love affair with cars and the notorious yet highly acclaimed movie about his life in sales titled Suckers. I've mm-hmm. been one of those, sadly. Joe's buddy and fellow <laughs> filmmaker Roger Nygaard is a past guest here on Cars. Yeah, make sure you go back and listen to my talk with Roger. He's fantastic. And I, I'm beginning to see why you two guys click so well together. We'll be back in a minute to learn a lot more about Joe. But first, a word from our valued sponsors that make this show happen. Give them a little love, would you? And we'll be right back. Do you have a pet in your household that loves to go for a ride? Our pets are part of our families, but they can be very hard on your vehicle's interior. Well, Covercraft has you covered. They offer a wide variety of solutions to protect your vehicle's interiors from Fido's rough treatment. Canine cargo area covers are padded for comfort and provide door-to-door protection. Pet pads have built-in features to keep cargo areas and seats protected. Covercraft solutions cover cargo areas, bucket or bench seats, and protect from damaging claws, pet fur, hair, mud, moisture, and that occasional drool from permanently damaging your vehicle's delicate surfaces. Choose from a variety of styles and colors that cover almost every vehicle made. Is your dog getting a little old? Covercraft even has a pet ramp so your trusted companion can get himself into and out of your vehicle. Here's something special to you from me at Cars Yeah. If you go to Covercraft.com and use the code yeah 120 Y-E-A-H-120, you get 10% off your Covercraft order. Go to Covercraft.com today and use the code YA120 and you'll get this special 10% off. Tell Fido it's from me. That's Covercraft.com. Use YA120 at checkout. Covercraft, they've got you covered. Woof. American Collectors Insurance, that's how I now protect my Porsche Turbo. The one I call my Orange Crush. Are you insuring your classic vehicles on your regular daily driver auto policy? then your special vehicles are at risk. Your regular auto insurance carrier won't tell you how much you'll get until after a claim, and more than likely, you'll be in for a rude awakening. With a agreed value policy from American Collectors Insurance, you'll be paid your vehicle's full agreed value. No surprises. If you're driving your collector car less than 5,000 miles a year, do what I did. Call American Collectors Insurance and get your very own agreed value policy tailored to your specific vehicle. If you're like me, you're picky about who works on your special ride. A great policy allows you to choose your repair shop of choice, and that means you'll know the job is done right. I shopped around and decided to protect my car with American Collectors Insurance. They've been protecting vehicles since 1976. Give them a call for a quote today at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love. I did at American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. All right, Joe, we are back. And as we dive into this life of yours, I can't wait to do this today with you, buddy. Uh, Yeah, Roger said, hold on to your seats. Uh, I want to ask you for uh, maybe a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that has meaning for you. Uh, Maybe it ties into that Buddhist trend that you're living your life by. It's a great way to get the tires smoking here on Cars Yeah. So, Joe, (laughs) grab the wheel. 
This is my favorite saying. It's every circumstance is part of a perfect plan to bring the image of your faith to reality. Whoa. It basically means there's a reason for everything that's happening and it's all leading you right where you want to be. Don't, don't rattle. <laughs> yeah, don't let it rattle you. You know, I want you to dive a little deeper into this because I've I've talked to people before about this, and there's a little bit about Buddhism in here, I believe, because of all things lead to some path in your life, and even if they're bad or good, embrace them and accept them and find out where they are pushing you. So how have you utilized this belief in, I mean, being a stand-up comedian, I don't know yeah. how you guys yeah. do it. I mean, that's a not an easy, not an easy job, and all the things you've done. So, kind of dive a little deeper into why this has meaning for you. Well, it just uh, look at the movie. I mean, I was I was a stand-up comedian. I was traveling around the world. I was at, at that time. I was really just traveling around the country, and, and you know, once in a while to Mexico or the the Caribbean or Canada, but mostly just the United States at that point. Mm-hmm. But I was doing lots of television. I was, I was, you know, my career was progressing and I probably should have stayed in Los Angeles a lot more because that's where stardom is, I guess. But because of the way I grew up and the amount of money I could make on the road, doing something that was absolutely the most fulfilling thing I've ever done in my life, I stayed away because I was, I was working. I was making a decent living Mm -hmm. and I was traveling around and then I bought this book for my wife while she was pregnant, my first wife, and I read the book while I was on the road, and it was basically everything that happens to a woman's body as the baby grows, and it intrigued me so much. It was like the greatest science experiment, so I decided I wanted to stay in Los Angeles, and I went to a car dealership to buy a car, and I hate saying this, but it's just the only way to explain it. The car salesman was so dumb. (laughs) <laughs> this guy, I, I was like, man, they hired this dude. I could probably get a job here. And I did. I ended up getting a job at that place. And literally, like within two days, I was at a major showroom in Atlantic City. And then within a couple of days, I was at a Jeep showroom in Southern California. Mm-hmm. And the magician I worked with in Atlantic City played this music in his act, he never spoke. He played this classical piece of music while he did this particular illusion. And when I was in the dealership, the first day that music came over the PA system and you know, background music, and, and I just started crying. So that's how upset I was that I, like, what is wrong with me? I'm on, I'm on, t- I, I had a guy come in one time to buy a car and he recognized me from TV the <laughs> night before. Oh my gosh. And he's like, no, this guy looked just like you. I'm like, it was yeah, me. That was me, dude. Yeah. And the movie started as a one man show of exactly that. Like, how did I go from this to this? Yeah. And Roger took that script and said, we can make a movie out of this. <laughs> so what seemed like utter failure to me turned into producing something that will last forever. And I'm, we're proud of this movie. And it, like, if I let that get to me selling cars, thinking I was a failure and my life was over, my career in show business was over, I would have never gotten to this point. And even filming, I'm sorry to be so serious, but no, it good. was it was just a really profound, t- like, I'll give you an example. I was selling Jeep and Chrysler, and we were across the street from a Ford and a Nissan dealership. And when we got the movie, we rented a Ford dealership that Ford had just moved out of. Across the street was a Chrysler dealership and a Nissan dealership. 
when I was shooting my scenes in the film, I was wearing exactly the clothes I was wearing when I was selling cars. <laughs> I was selling cars so I could stay there while my daughter was born. When we were shooting the movie, it was the first time I couldn't talk to her every single day because of the schedule and what we were doing and the way I would talk to her. Like I couldn't be Elmo in the middle of a major film production. <laughs> right. You know, so, and it was just so bizarre. You know, I'm wearing the same clothes. I'm actually saying the same things because I'm a salesman in the movie and I'm saying exactly the same things I said. I actually couldn't remember the lines and I wrote them. And I, I got so frustrated that I just threw the script in a drawer and I said, I'm just going to sell him the car. <laughs> and it was exactly word for word what I wrote in the script. So it's, you know, so that's that, that's an example of, you know, and even another example of when I broke up with my second wife, I thought, you know, my life was over. I, I was so devastated but it led to me meeting my third and best wife. Yeah, your <laughs> this, third and this, best wife. Third time's a yeah. charm, they say. <laughs> yeah, this one is perfect. So, you know, every circumstance and it, 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 it everything works out. Everything kind of, well, if you allow it to. I think that's the, the key there. If yes. you allow it to and yeah. you don't let it beat you up. Well, this movie came out in 2001, so 19 years ago, right? Yeah. Uh, and you guys have remade this thing. And I don't know how you timed this, but uh, one of the stars, Lori Laughlin, uh, <laughs> yeah, boy, did you guys dial that one in. Yeah. Of course, uh, tragedy uh, what's going on in her life right now, and I don't want to make that sound, you know, she did what she did, if she did what she did, whatever, but it happened. Yeah. But the fact yeah. that she was in this film and now she's in being highlighted with all these court problems. I don't know how you, I mean, timing is everything, as they say. Yes, but we get a little bit of interest. From yeah, that. <laughs> but what's fun about this movie to me is all of us who've bought a car, almost all of us, and I, I, I've been a sucker. I, I mean, I've fallen prey to everything that's happened here. <laughs> uh, luckily, I've gotten a little smarter, and people who buy cars today are a lot smarter. They're more educated. But let's dive into this a little bit more and tell my listeners a lot more about suckers the movie it's it's hilarious <laughs> you know i'm not just thinking about this and it's weird that this is actually the first time i've thought about it in this way i'm not so sure that the suckers is referring to the customers you mm. know because you can look at it and the salesman are kind of suckers the way they fall into reggie's way of life and they and they agree with everything he does and and it, you know there, there's so much about you know even in in these times that people are just willing to believe that that a certain thing is the better way to live your life when it's it's a bit of darkness. So, you know, mm -hmm. a customer, it's hard to, to say that the customer is such a sucker when you're dealing with professionals. Now, these guys, are, well, I'll tell you, one of my friends, uh, this guy I worked with as a salesman, he, he was teaching me how to sell cars and he gave me all this literature and there was all this psychological stuff. It was like getting a degree in psychology <laughs> yes. saying, if you do this, a human being nine times out of 10 will react exactly this way. And I didn't believe it. I was like, no way. This is all a bunch of crap. There's someone trying to make money off of people. and He's getting them to believe this. And I remember the first time I tried it on a customer, I said, OK, well, what if we did this? And he went, well, if you do this, you got a deal right now. And I I actually... I don't know if you have my vulgarity on your podcast here. Well, we do wanna... have to remain family friendly okay. here. So you can work around that. I'm sure okay. you're a comedian. Well, <laughs> I mean, as soon as this guy, he named a number and said, I'll do it for this much. And I hadn't even gotten through the whole thing it said to do. Right. And I jumped up and 
actually yelled, holy crap. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I couldn't believe it worked. Yeah. It was so shocking. <laughs> and then as I got better at it and learned how to do it, it's why I quit because mm. it it was so disheartening oh, to me. Feel like you're taking advantage very, of people? How very easy it is to manipulate a human being. Mm. Like I, I know exactly how con artists get people to believe what they believe. Yeah. It's just a series of of statements and questions that when you know how someone is going to react and you're just playing off of that and using it to your advantage, it's so very simple. It's so very simple to see how people will, because people want to believe certain things. Of course. And if you reinforce those things with them, they'll follow you anywhere. And it's it's really kind I, I think everyone should go sell cars the way I did and learn this particular thing about life because you will save so much money at the <laughs> dentist. I mean, I've had dentists like, oh, yeah, you have to get a crown. How much is a crown? It's $3,000, but you need it because your tooth is going to rot and you're going to be in so much pain and you're going to be, well, what about this filling? I'd be surprised if it lasts two months. And I have fillings that they said that about, and I've had them for 10 years, you know? Yeah. It's knowing when to say to somebody, well, I, I can't do that right now. What are my options? Instead of just accepting how hot, I mean, if you got all the money in the world, fine, just, you know, rebuild my whole mouth. But, <laughs> and it's really important, but some people don't have $3,000 for a tooth. Yes. You know? I know. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a fascinating thing. And I think all of us who've been around for a while uh, have experienced this when we purchase cars. Today, though, my gosh, things are so different. I know on Roger's website, he has links to go and learn how this trickery happens so you can see it when it's coming and what to do about it. And, and most importantly, how to be prepared when you go in to buy a vehicle, right? I don't know if you know this. I don't know if Roger told you this, but I just took a job selling cars. Like get, you're doing it again? Yeah, my my industry has disappeared. For the past 15 years I've been making a living on cruise ships traveling around the world and oh, it doesn't no exist. Oh, no cruise anymore. ships. Yeah. 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 And they're they're uh this uh, 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 you know what? I hope someday with my grandson to go back and listen to this podcast and go, this is what was going on at the time. And oh, now yeah. look what they invented because of that, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. So, oh, you know, yeah. I, well, you I'm know, working on you spaceships. Know, well, that's what we on space. Yeah. They're going to, they've already been to Mars. There's a whole planet. There's a whole city up there now. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, yeah. And I, I always ask my guests about a big challenge and so forth. And first and foremost, you and your family all been healthy with this pandemic. Yes. Great. Thank God. And, and really good things have happened in this time. Like my daughter gave birth to my first oh grandchild. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah, she's in the Air Force. She's down in Florida. Oh. And uh, she's been staying safe and the baby's healthy. And yeah. her husband, who's also in the Air Force, just got transferred. So they're together now. And, oh, uh, man. How, how yeah, cool so. is that? Well, thank you to both of them for their service. And thank you, Grandpa, for having yeah. kids the kids that serve this great country you live in. I think that's fantastic. But yeah, yeah I mean, obviously, the Thanks. pandemic has affected you not being able to get on cruise ships. I mean, right. it's just incredible how it's affected so many things in so many ways. And it trickles down. You think about all the suppliers who would fill a cruise ship. I mean, the workers, oh. obviously, the comedians, the food. Yeah. I mean, the people that sell the paper cups, the plates, the so it just, it's devastating. Look, even if you just take Fort Lauderdale, mm -hmm. where I would be in port on a Saturday with 10 ships, 
Mm-hmm. And now the ship that I work on holds 6,500 passengers. Oh, gosh. Wow. So that's 6,500 people getting off the ship into that town. Yeah. And 6,500 people getting on that ship from that town. Wow. And that's only one. Shit, yeah. And the, the smallest ships hold maybe 2,500 people. So that's another 5,000. Plus all the crew members, all the hotel rooms, all the rental cars, all the yeah, airplanes, all the taxi, the, the Ubers, the, you know, that's, that's, it's yeah. unbelievable. And, and all of those ships going to all of those ports around the world. Yes. Yeah. Taking all that capital and, and spreading it around. And the, yeah. I always say nothing good happens until there's an exchange of goods or services or capital between two people, because that's really what got the first caveman out of the cave to go over the hill <laughs> and go, uh, you got rock. I want your rock. Oh, give me your woman. I give you my woman <laughs> yeah. for your rock. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's when it all started. The good old days. Yeah. The good old days. Oh my gosh. Well, this movie is very cool. Where can people f- watch and find suckers? You can go to my website, yanetti.com. That's Y-A-N-N-E-T-T-Y. And, uh, I'm, I'm sure you have links to Roger and my, my website, there's a link to where Roger has it on Vimeo Got it. and you can get it on, uh, you can buy it. The, it's a uh, Blu-ray and you can stream it from Roger's website has all the, the links, but mine will link to that. Yeah. It's wonderful. And I can't believe I'm doing this again. Like, <laughs> I, know. I went I'm, this, this time I'm selling used cars before suckers is based on a new car store. Sure. And, uh, and it, you know, I, I, it's the same thing. I look at it. I could be all depressed and my, my career is over, but I look at it and go, all right, last time I did this, yeah. it ended up being a really wonderful experience. Suckers so, too. The new yes. generation of suckers. <laughs> the one I really want to do is the service department. Cause oh, gosh. If, yeah. if you think you got railroaded when you bought the car. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the service department is is. I mean, they look the they make the car salesmen look like angels. That's where the real money is made. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I always ask my guests about a big challenge. You all, you've mentioned some of them in our conversation here, but I want you to dial into one big challenge in your life, and the most important part of the story needs to be the lesson it taught you, so that you came out in a positive way. So take us on a little journey here, Joe. All right. Well, okay. So life is going great. I'm working. I've got it down to just the, literally the three ships that I love the most. I'm working those three ships. I'm not, I'm sailing in and out of the United States. So I don't have to deal with all these crazy flights and immigration and all this stuff in foreign countries anymore. Mm -hmm. The company has given me exactly what I want. They're the biggest, best ships in the world. I meet the woman of my dreams and then I get a lump in my throat and not the kind like, oh, I'm in love, the kind that's stage four throat cancer. Oh, my gosh. And this is uh, 2014. I, I got diagnosed with stage four throat cancer. And my doctor actually has to yell at me like, this is serious. You need to stay home and take care of this because yeah. I'm like, well, I can't cancel this work. I got to pay my bills. What am I going to do? Right. So I get stage four throat cancer. They take out my tonsils, which it was connected to. It's connected to my lymph nodes, which made it stage four once it spreads to more than one organ. Right. And eventually my I got seven weeks of radiation, which they're just lighting your throat on fire. I get three massive rounds of absolutely the worst chemotherapy there is. And my brother comes to live with me, saves my life. I mean, Dana-Farber, Obamacare. 
I had no insurance because back then, you know, I'm just a single comedian. And in order for me to get any type of health insurance that would actually pay for anything, it was thousands of dollars a month. And I couldn't afford that. So I wasn't going to spend a lot of money on insurance that really wasn't going to help me if I got sick. So I got stage four throat cancer, pre-existing condition, nothing, no health insurance. I go online 20 minutes and Obamacare pays for arguably the best cancer care in the world with Dana Farber. Wow. And uh, they bring me back to health. And and it sounds like this is the bad part of the story. But through going through this, I meet and encountered the most wonderful people I've ever met in my life. The people who are going through treatments, who just keep a constant, marvelous outlook on life. The people that are taking care of those people that are constantly watching people that they come to love and some of them make it and some of them don't and how they deal with that and having total strangers deal with you in your most disgusting state you've ever been in. You know, my, I mean, what I went through, I didn't eat for months. I had a feeding tube and then I come out of it and uh, we do this big show in Boston every year called comics come home with Dennis Leary and, and you know, whoever the big comedians are, at that in, on in that year mm-hmm. and uh they asked me to do this it's the first year it's big enough to do it at the boston garden so my buddy dennis leary sends me an email saying we'd love to have your comic come home because it's a fundraiser for cancer so i go from what am i going to do i have no work to all of my friends doing fundraisers for me and wow and, like so many people came to my rescue and then in no, I, I get diagnosed in February, and in November I'm on stage in front of sixteen thousand people, holy making, cow. Them, making them laugh about it, you know. Oh, so, jeez. Well, yeah. it just goes a little bit back to what you talked about, Joe. Everything has a path and leads some way. That was just a very difficult path to get onto that stage, no doubt. Yes. Uh, oh yeah, for man. sure. I, I could barely speak. Yeah. Well, well, you sound great today. I would have never thought. I, my son-in-law's <laughs> mother had very serious throat cancer, and she lost the ability to speak, had to relearn. And yeah, so, well, I appreciate you taking us on a really personal journey there. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy you came out positive on the other side. Nobody wishes that on anybody. I've had many family members have had cancer, have passed from cancer. It's just a terrible thing yes. in our world. But, yes, but uh, it it's not a death sentence anymore. You can make it through. Well, my and mother's then, a 20 plus year cancer survivor. Oh, so nice. there you go. Yeah, yeah. And when you survive, you do stupid things. You know, I live in New Hampshire. <laughs> I, I went and climbed Mount Washington for one year cancer free. Good for and, you. Uh, and and you and your listeners can't see me right now. But if you did, you'd know I I, I was designed to stay at sea level. You know, God, <laughs> God looked at me like, you know, you just stayed. Look, there's a nice water slide. Go down the slide. Don't yeah. don't go up anything. And it's the highest peak in New England with the most severe weather on the planet. Wow. You know, up until a few years ago, it was the highest recorded wind ever on Earth. Oh it was like two, 235 miles. miles an hour. Jeez. Yeah. And wow. I get up there and I'm, I make it all the way to the top. I'm cramping up and. I'm like, I got to make it down. I got to, I got to, Yeah. I, it doesn't count if you don't go down. If you only hike up, it doesn't count as the hike. And my wife says, yeah, okay, puffing stuff. We're taking the train down. <laughs> <laughs> puffing stuff. Because there's a cog railway up there. Oh. And it, it's like, 
It's like 40 bucks to take this little railway car up yes. the mountain and back. Oh, okay. But if you walk up and need to go down, it's like $2,700 to take it down. I'm, like, I'm not giving you that much money. They're like, we're pretty sure you will. Yeah, we're pretty <laughs> sure you will. Yeah, that's why we priced it. Supply and demand, baby. Well, it's, oh, a, yeah. it's a great story. So happy, obviously, you're still with us here, Joe. And I, I appreciate you sharing that. Let's take a short break and thank our sponsors again. When we come back. I want to dive into your personal passion for cars. So keep the seatbelt on. We'll be right back. Let's step away from the conversation and talk about our charity of choice here at Cars Yeah, America's Automotive Trust. America's Automotive Trust is a group of like-minded nonprofits that are working together to preserve and promote car culture across the country. Together, they provide scholarships and grants to aspiring technicians and restoration artists. They provide youth education programs and bring communities together through auto-related events, car shows, and drives. Among these nonprofits is TechForce Foundation, a great organization dedicated to solving the technician shortage that threatens the transportation industry today. By providing career development resources and increasing awareness and enthusiasm for the tech profession, TechForce is bringing bright young students into the auto diesel, aviation, marine, motorcycle, motorsports, and restoration worlds. To date, they've awarded more than $10 million in scholarships and grants to tech students. And in times like these, I don't have to tell you how essential those techs are. Keeping our delivery and emergency vehicles running and keeping America rolling. To learn more about TechForce or to make a donation to this cause, visit www.techforce.org. You'll be glad you did. So what do you do after running a race team for 27 years with over 100 podiums, multiple Daytona wins, and a win at Le Mans? Racer and the Racers Group team owner, Kevin Buckler, founded Adobe Road Winery. Located in Petaluma, California, he and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series. These are four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own. Like racing, these wines comprise of art, Precision, engineering, science, wrapped in a whole lot of fun. You can choose from four blends, titled Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. Today I'm going to tell you about Apex. It's a rich and complex blend of Cabernet Sauvignon, Syrah, and Cabernet Franc. This blend is a showcase of perfection and hits the Apex with its full-bodied smooth finish. An added very cool option is the label. It's a multi-dimensional rumble strip apex, reminiscent of Turn 4 at Laguna Seca. The racing series is a spectacular gift for the automotive enthusiast in your life, and I've got a deal for you. If you use the code CARSYEAH, all one word in all caps, at checkout, you get $10 off any purchase of the wines from the racing series. Your wine ships promptly and arrives quickly. Use the code CARSYEAH at checkout for $10 off your purchase today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence with the racing series. Go to adoberoadwines.com today and use the code CARSYEAH. Cheers! All right, we're back, and I want you to share a story with me, Joe, that instigated this personal passion that you have for cars. I know that there's a... Uh, a little bird told me about a 76 Pontiac Grand Am oh, in your life. but uh, My baby. Yeah, but let, let's talk about the first time in your life you realized that cars meant something to you. It could have been when you were a kid. Maybe it happened later in life. Well, it, well, it happened when I was a kid, but I should have known more. It's a, I have two <laughs> older brothers that are eight and six years older than me, 
and they were muscle car like they they would build their own cars uh -huh. you know uh, my brother ed would build his car my brother david would smash them all that so <laughs> well they we, make we, a good uh, team oh <laughs> uh, my my brother david totaled more cars and more beautiful cars but i used to watch them and they they would race but they didn't want me around cuz i was the little pain yeah. in the butt yeah. brother and uh, so they never really taught me anything about the cars, but I would see them. You know, my brother had a, a 73 Roadrunner with a 440 in it. And, oh. and it. and I didn't know this until later on in life that the car was only a year old when he got it. Wow. And he took the engine out of it and he put a 440 in it. And then he was at a stop sign and somebody hit him head on and towed because oh. those cars have like a half frame or chassis. It's not right. like a they're really super light. So it just destroyed the car. Oh, God. And then he put that engine into a Challenger. Oh, nice. And a, a purple Challenger. Plum crazy. And, uh, yeah. Well, I told you I, I'm selling cars again. And I just had this, I hate to say older lady because she's probably younger than me. <laughs> but she was this little tiny lady that saw the car on the line and came in and bought this car. And she traded in a Charger. Ooh. So, wow. but the whole time I'm looking at this challenger going, man, that just reminds me of when I was, you know, like 14 years old. Yeah. And then when I got old enough, I bought my brother's Ford Maverick okay. from him for 200 bucks. Nice. And I think of that car all the time because it probably had 90,000 miles on it when I, when I bought it from him. And the Blaupunk stereo was probably worth 10 times what the car was worth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. That, back then, 90,000 miles was like, well, we got to throw this away. <laughs> well, yeah, cars have come a long way. I mean, today, cars are just bulletproof. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Well, I always ask about people's first special car, but I, like I said, that little bird told me a little bit about a 76 yeah. Grand Am. What's with that? No, Grand, Grand Prix. Oh, it was a Grand Prix. Oh, yeah. even better. Grand Prix. My, my brother David totaled a Grand Am, though. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> he totaled everything. <laughs> yeah, the Grand Am was really nice, but you know what? I I loved my Grand Prix. I loved that big long nose. Yeah, and I loved the round lights, and because the next year they went to the square lights in '77, and I just loved this car so much. I think I got a really great deal on it because I went into this used car dealership, and the guy wanted eighteen hundred bucks. I think I might have negotiated down a little bit. I was really young, and I thought eighteen hundred dollars, and I went home and got the money and came back. And the guy didn't want to give me the car. He's like, no, there was a mistake. I'm like, no, you made the deal. Right. And he tried to back out of the deal. And I got the car. And then one day, I grew up in the inner city. I had it parked on the corner right by my mom's house where I was living. And I came out and it looked like someone just took a can opener to the side of the car. Oh. And I was like, no, oh. my baby. I love this car so much. I can still see this big gash on the driver's side of the car that Ouch. just, I was like, God, oh, that's, that one's done. Yeah. And then, uh, I've, I've done some stupid stuff with cars. Like I had a Lincoln town car that I bought off a friend of my brother's and, uh, this car was so fast, man. And it had dual exhaust and it needed catalytic converters and the catalytic converters on a Lincoln town car are like $1,500 or something. And I was like, okay, I got to get rid of this car. I got to buy something really economical and I'm trying to drive these little cars and everything is aggravating me. <laughs> and I'm in this car dealership and I see this Mercedes SUV and I'm like, no, I can't do that. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, what's up with that car? Thinking he's going to tell me it's $25,000. And it was like, I think it was like seven or $8,000. Oh. And I was like, really? 
And he's like, that is the only Mercedes that didn't hold its value. And it was the first Highline SUV ever. And it was the one that was in Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I remember the, those. The second, the second yeah. movie, and it was a 98. Okay. And I drove it. I love Mercedes-Benz, and it had all-wheel drive, and I'm up in New Hampshire. And, man, I love this car. I was like, this is the dumbest thing. I'm getting rid of a Lincoln <laughs> to be economical, and I'm buying a Mercedes. Yeah. And my daughter was in the car. It was like the second day I owned this car. I was driving to a friend's house, and it broke down, and it was a relay. That was $700. And my what? daughter is laughing so hard. It was just this stupid little plug that because it had a Mercedes star on it, yeah. it was 700 bucks. Ouch. I was so mad at myself. Well, that's what happens with these high-end marks, right? Oh, yeah. That's but I love that car. That's still one of my favorite cars. I think I sent you a picture of that one, too. Yeah, you did. Actually kissing it uh, goodbye. You were kissing. Yeah, I didn't know you were kissing it goodbye. But I said, why has I got a picture of a guy kissing a fender of a car? That's kind of weird. <laughs> oh, well. well, we'll learn. And we just learned about it. So there you go. Well, Joe, I'm going to get into your head a little bit here. I'm going to be your psychiatrist today. And I want you to share with me uh, answer to this question. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a vehicle and this isn't what you want to be. This is how you perceive your personality manifest into some kind of vehicle. What would Joe Yanetti be? Oh, man, a train. <laughs> uh, well, that's okay. You know, I've heard some pretty interesting. Well, let's dive into this. You know, I'm your doctor today. So, Joe, okay. what is it about a train that you identify with? Uh, it's bigger than it should be. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> there you they go. <clears throat> they don't get the respect they deserve. Okay. Yeah, Everybody there's a Rodney looks, Dangerfield line. <laughs> I'm so sorry that this question is making me cough. <laughs> well, that's okay. Take, take, <laughs> take, take a moment, take a sip of water. Uh, you know, I always figure if I yeah. can get my guest to cry, then I've done my job, you know. So uh, I have had one, I've had one guest at a 1644 that made me cry. John Nikas. Yeah, you, you listeners, if you missed that one, go back and listen. I actually choked up and had to stop in the middle. It's a, Wow. Yeah, but I don't want to dive into that story. I want to stay with this train. <laughs> I want to stay with this train concept here. So you're bigger than you think you should be big, massive, <laughs> moving on rail. Now, this is another interesting thing about this, Joe. Trains don't deviate from the track they're on, but I don't sense you're that kind of guy. You know what? I think I'm I'm kind of like that because I'll see the other tracks and go, you know, I could go that way. <laughs> probably should go that way. Yeah. But I know this way is more fun. Okay. And if I go that way, I'll probably be more successful. And eventually have to have more fun. But I want to have fun right now. Okay. And I think the way the train moves, I, I, I'm, by the way, this is what absolutely no forethought at all. No one's ever asked me this question. I've no. never thought of this. I'll bet. But I can see how my life, like I, I probably should have taken some different paths. But along the way, the view has been spectacular. Yeah. And I've really had a great time. That's all that matters, Joe. You know, obviously... Uh, there's probably nobody listening to this that knows who I am. And that's uh, that's not what a comedian wants. You want everyone to know who you are. <laughs> well, I, but, I doubt that, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm having I'm having a great time. Good. You know, if someone said to me, if time wasn't a factor and you had to get from one place to another, how would you get there? I would say a train. Mm. I love trains. I love sitting on a train. I love watching what's going yeah. by. Yeah. I love that it's not so fast that you miss anything, but it's fast enough that you're going to get there. Mm -hmm. And uh, you have to be able to 
to sit back and relax and enjoy the ride. Yes. Rather than be anxious that you're not getting there fast enough. That's what life is all about, because the end of life is not a place you want to get to very quick. That's for sure. No, no. Very nice. I like that. That's a great, clever, unique answer. Not heard that one before. I don't think anybody. I've had tanks. I've had airplanes. (laughs) I've had motorcycles and lots of cars, but I don't think I've had any trains that's very interesting so there you go i'm surprised i'm as surprised as you are well you know, <laughs> like i don't know where that came from but i like it i'm doing my job i'm drawing some things out of you the inner joe <laughs> is channeling today all right joe we're up to what i call the uh well the last lap we'll get to the checkered flag in a minute okay i'm gonna fire off a series of questions and have you give our listeners some quick blips i usually say of a throttle but since it's a train the blast of the train horn because those <laughs> things everybody knows whistle 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 there we go what's one of your personal habits joe that you think has contributed to the many successes you've had in life uh, laughing. There you go. Laughing, just being able to laugh at whatever the hell's coming down the road. Yeah. And, important. and, uh, and just, just being able to, to see the absurdity and know that, you know, well, I know eventually I'm going to laugh at this, so might as well start laughing now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. Laughing is contagious and it's really, really healthy. I always say to people, when's the last time you really laughed hard? You need to do that again because it feels damn good. How about if I could arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased? Who would it be? Uh, I think Lee Iacocca. Oh, ah, OK. I like it. I think it- yeah. It, you know, he saved Chrysler. Yep. And uh, he's Italian. I'm Italian. <laughs> so I, when I think of someone I would want to talk to, I think of what I would want to eat. And I think Lee and I would eat the same stuff yeah. <laughs> and enjoy it. Yeah. And we'd have a laugh. And, you know, I just watched Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you kind of get to see the inside of the drivers mm-hmm. and see what the driver felt like and what... Um, Shelby felt like and and what he did, but you never really, you you see that Lee is part of it, yeah. But you never really get to know what he's thinking and why he's doing what he's doing and you know what his goal was in that whole thing and and finding a balance between your boss in Ford and and the guy that you know right. can get you what the your boss wants, but having to walk that tightrope of all the obstacles that are put in his way and. Yeah, especially when your boss is a Mr. Ford. Holy cow. Yeah, big ego there. Well, I'm going to ask you a question I ask all my guests, but I'm going to twist it. I usually say, what's the best automotive advice you've ever received? I'm going to twist this up to benefit our listeners. What's the best automotive advice Joe can give to a person who's going to go out and buy a car? Educate yourself. Yeah, definitely. Learn, Learn everything that you can. And you know what? I'm I'm not going to say that. My number one bit of advice is have fun. Ah. You know, I had a what if the my- other guy's not letting you? I, I had, I told your buddy Roger this story. I won't do it again. But basically, first time I bought a new car with my new bride. We had just been married. And I wanted it to be a great day. It was a horrible because the guy did all that stuff. This was back in 1984. 85. He did all that stuff that we all hate about the car buying experience. And I literally walked all the way to the car, was getting in, and he said, okay, okay. And I went, too late, dude. And I drove away. Good. Well, because it just so angered me so much. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, keep going the path you're going on because we need some help, (laughs) us suckers. (laughs) Well, I I think in terms of, of buying the car and getting the right price and buying the right car, 
educate yourself. But in terms of the entire process, mm-hmm. my n- number one thing, and it's the same advice I got, the best advice I ever got about being a comedian, have fun. Mm. Yeah. Have fun. It's like it, it, when you go in to see a comedian, you pay a cover charge and you want your money's worth. Yeah. A car is the second most expensive thing you'll ever buy in your life, yeah. aside from a house. And people, I had a friend of mine call me up and say, I want to go buy this car, and what should I do? And I'm like, first of all, enjoy yourself. He's like, I can't. This is so aggravating. I'm so afraid of what they're going to do to me. I'm like, you have all the control. You have the money. Yeah. You have the money. They have the car, but they don't have the only one. Yeah. And there's many, many more just like it. Right. And have fun. And if the guy doesn't let you have fun, and now you don't have to get ripped off and you don't have to destroy the guy who's selling you the car. Right. You have to understand that they can only sell like people. I, I hate it when people come to me and go, man, I got that salesman. He was going crazy. He was so upset. His boss. I'm like, did they let you leave with the car? Yes. Then yeah. they made money. Right. They wouldn't let you leave <laughs> yeah. if they weren't making money. Right. Yeah. You know, they, they didn't lose money on this car because you're such a genius. Right. You know? Well, and who would want someone else to lose anyway? I mean, the guy's got to eat. A dealership right. has to live. So, yeah, it needs to be equitable. I just, I really wish they sold cars like they sold pants. Here's the price. Take it or leave it. Yeah. Because this yeah. game that you have to play really puts people in a very defensive and ugly situation. Now, is there a resource out there that you've, find as a go-to for you? It could be anything, a website, an app, a supplier, uh, some place that you'd like to share with the listeners. Uh, honestly, all of them. I mean, there's no <laughs> one There's no one particular website. You know, obviously there's NADA and, and Edmunds and all those ones that set prices and, and you can have it, you get an idea of, of what you want to pay or what you should pay. But as long as you go in armed with knowing exactly what whatever you're purchasing is worth and the good features and the and try really hard to find out the worst things about the vehicle and see if those are things that you're willing to live with because everybody has their hot buttons and what they love it was it, it amazed me selling cars in Los Angeles because I grew up in Boston I live in New Hampshire here people buy what they need you know they're buying something that's that's a, a utility in Southern California they buy what's hot yeah what's you know fun. they they buy something the way cuz they want to look a certain way and it used to crack me up when people say i need this jeep grand cherokee with upcountry suspension and four wheel drive and i'm like you live in a place that it barely rains <laughs> yeah <laughs> never Why do you mind need all snow. that yeah. yeah yeah i grew up in new england i never had four wheel drive and never had all wheel drive and i had to get in and out of parallel parking spaces. Oh, and, you know, yeah. So. Wow. Well, good references there. Now, is there a book you've read, Joe, maybe of late that you think others should read as well that you learned a lot from? Oh, there's, there's so many, so many books, but that quote earlier mm-hmm. about every circumstance is part of a perfect plan. Yeah. That's in a book called Three Magic Words mm-hmm. by U.S. Anderson. Just remember USA, mm-hmm. U.S. Anderson, and it it was written in the fifties, and it it's it, you know I I've never read a book uh, except on how to sell cars when it came to cars, you know, mm-hmm. and I think I think I love that the four agreements they're they're all like self help psychological mystical things like that. My favorite book of all time is a book called The Secret of Letting Go. And it's, it's all about letting go of fear because every uncomfortable feeling you have is rooted in fear. Yep. And uh, even when my daughter was born back way back when, when I was selling cars, 
my one wish for my daughter was that she would never be afraid of anything. Mm, nice. Which, you know, that's yeah. not, it's not possible, but it's something to strive for. Yeah. Very nice. Great recommendations. All right, Joe, we're up to the checkered flag. I'm going to buy you a car today. Okay. Okay. I'm going to buy you any car in the world. I want it to, though to be somewhat of a toy car, a fun car, a weekend car, not a daily driver. Something that when you go out to the garage on a Saturday morning, you go that I'm taking to the cars and coffee or okay. going to the hills of uh, where you live, whatever it might be. But there's a couple rules to my game since I'm writing the check. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other <laughs> toys with. You have okay. to keep it and drive it and use it. Okay. But here's the key. It's the only one cool collector car that you can have. So it needs to tick all the boxes. So what does Joey and Eddie want today? Uh, you know what? I can't remember exactly the model, but it's uh, a Mercedes-Benz. I think it's it's not an MG. AMG? It's uh Oh, my God. It, it, it's, it's like just this super fast Mercedes coupe. Is it, an, is it a newer it, model it has a, or an older model? I don't know if it's something that they still make. I know uh, a buddy of mine had one years ago, and it was just, it had this massive engine in it. And I can't remember. I should try and look it yeah, up. Yeah, because cause oh, I'm not, I don't know what the hell to buy you, buddy. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, yeah, other than I call, I call your old friend and say, what did you have that Joe wanted? So so it's a, about how old, what would you say, what year was that Mercedes-Benz? I think it's an AMG. Yeah, AMG, Mercedes-Benz, that's their sport division, kind of like BMW's M Sport division, and they make high-performance cars. So, yeah, it's a AMG, okay. and I'm looking here, it's an AMG GT. I don't know if that's Oh yeah, but the GTR. It, it just, uh there's a car that'll kick some tail. Yeah, it's just this super fast. You know, when I lived in Los Angeles, I had a a Mercedes, I had a this was a long long time. This is a, a great a little story about uh the Swedish guy had this used car dealership in, uh, I think it was either Hermosa or Manhattan Beach in uh -huh. California. And it was a Mercedes diesel. And he said, you know, the beauty of the Mercedes diesel is you get the luxury of the Mercedes with the maintenance bill of a Honda. <laughs> nice. And I went back three months later and go, you show me a Honda that it cost $165 to change the oil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. So, help me on. It was a, <laughs> I love that car. I, I love that car. I used to try to get it to bottom out because there's these drainage oh, ditches in, in the, on the streets in L.A. And I wow. couldn't. I mean, the, the suspension on this car, the brakes were so soft. I, I just love if I was very, very wealthy and someone said to me, you know, you can have a collection of cars. I would just want every car that Mercedes oh, Benz makes. Yeah. You know, they make that one that that's like an off road vehicle that, uh, and they make a beautiful uh, oh, yeah. SUV. And they got that big giant sedan, yeah. the, the big uh, S-Class sure. sedan. Some nice stuff. I, I, I just. Yeah, and you got to have the little convertible. Oh, yeah. Well, and I'm going to buy you a uh, Mercedes GTR, uh, AMG GTR. That would be nice. the one I think. So you Google that. Make sure I get you the right color. Just let me know. Do you have a color preference? <laughs> what color would What color would you like that Mercedes to be? Uh, I really, I don't have a huge preference for color, but probably oh, black. Okay. All right. Well, I love. They all I, look good. I love, yeah. I love a. They all look good in black until you drive them five feet, and then they look like they're all dirty. That's when I used to sell it to people. I would say that you know, black is. It looks the best when yeah. it's clean, and the worst yeah, when it's and not. It's usually not. <laughs> well, listen, Joe, you've taken me on a fun ride today. This has been great. Roger was right. You're you're an awesome guy, and I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Uh, what's one little 
parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might give our listeners about life before you race off into the hills in that Mercedes-Benz AMG GTR? It's all going to work out. There you go. It's all going to work out. Everything that you think, it's the it's the end of the world. It's not. And life is a roller coaster. And eventually it all works out, man. It's you, you, you go through changes and you go, you just got to do what you got to do. I'll tell you something, Joe, those are the best words you can tell anybody in any situation. It gives them such a vote of confidence. So I love the fact that you said that listeners, you can find this character at his website, Yanetti, Y-A-N-N-E-T-T-Y.com, his website. I encourage you to follow. And of course, I'll put links to Suckers, the movie, so you can watch that and get a little laugh. It will definitely make you laugh and bring back memories if you've ever bought a car. Some of them might not be so good, but you'll laugh about them in hindsight because you did get that car eventually and that's all that matters. Joe, oh, by the way, before I let you go, I want to have a shout out to Jenna Kirshen, the PR uh, lady who helped introduce me to Joe. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you, you. Jenna. Uh, also to Roger, she's great. As Roger said, everyone needs a Jenna in their life. So there you go, Jenna. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Joe, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, your, your humor, your life. This has been a delightful travel trip we've uh, taken with you today. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, Thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at carsyeah.com. If you're listening to Cars Yeah! you've probably spent some time working on your favorite ride. But how confident are you working on your finances? You may be able to rebuild a fuel injection system, but can you decipher the details of a mutual fund? If you're like me, investments, insurance, annuities, budgeting, and other financial concepts may seem a bit daunting, but what if I told you there's a book that describes these subjects and more in an easy-to-read and a very humorous way? My friend Chris Kimball, CFP, a longtime sponsor and past guest here on Cars yeah, has written that book, and it's titled The Saga of Ike and Penny, a couple's humorous journey through the confusing world of finance. It's a fun look at things you need to know, everything from investing to effective ways to get rid of credit card debt and it's probably the only book on finance with a vmax on the front cover and a classic mini cooper on the back the book's available at amazon for just ten dollars and this book will dramatically improve the direction of your financial future i gave copies to each of my children all securities are through money concepts capital corp christopher kimball financial services is not affiliated with money concepts capital corp get your copy the saga of ike and penny today Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah. Yeah.